Update, I found the dining room and it's got the coolest maroon walls and... I am broadcasting from Michigan, and hello, this is Volcano Update, this is the Vol- Is anyone even listening to this? This is the After Disaster Broadcast, created by J.J. Ranvier. Yes, yes, hello, I'm listening. Hello? Uh, hello? Oh, oh, your, your, your call sign. Call sign? I, I've just been saying my name. Is that okay? So, okay. What's your name? Joe Prendergast. Hello! Oh, it's nice to meet you. Radio you? Uh, um, what's your name? Radio you. <laughs> oh gosh. Sorry, I'm excited to hear a response from someone. Me too. I'm Park Ranger Dave Morgan. Hi, Park Ranger Dave. I'm Joe. Oh, you said something about Michigan and volcano updates? Right, 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 right. Volcano update. A couple of scientists formed a radio chain in order to pass along messages about what's going on at Yellowstone. I was working on a geology PhD, so I was happy to help. Oh, wow, that's, that's so cool, but I, I'm sorry the end of the world kind of ruined that for you. That's right. I actually never finished my dissertation. Oh. Well, what was your dissertation on? It was about basically the idea that trees have feelings. Oh, that sounds like important, empathetic work. Yeah, it, it was. And now, uh, now the trees aren't doing so well, and neither... Neither are we, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure who got the shorter end of the stick, am I right? <laughs> oh, definitely the trees. I mean, I, I don't know if you've if you looked up recently. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's even worse out in Michigan, but every, everything out here is just covered in ash. Ugh, even, like, the waterways and the, the plants, it's just... Ugh. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy it's been a crazy month out here. The volcano just finally stopped spewing out magma. 
It's been an entire month of... A month of magma? A whole calendar month of magma. Magma week one. Magma week two. And so on and so forth. For the entire month. Yeah, it could have been week three or four or even five, depending on the month. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's so much magma. Ugh. Is everything just absolutely nasty and covered in ash out there, too? Totally. Ash is everywhere. And I didn't really want to get into this in our first talk, but... Supposedly, the volcanoes are spewing out other things, too. Whoa! Like... Like what? We're not sure what exactly at this point, but we know it's spreading across the entire country. They're talking about it on the radio chain. It's, it's not normal ash in the air. Fuck, Dave, I've been breathing in the ash. Joe, oh man, that's so dangerous. Don't you have a bandana or something to cover your orifices? Orifices? <laughs> Your face holes? I, I know what they are. It's, 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 it's a funny word. <laughs> You're right. Orifices. <laughs> Orifices. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, oh, ghost. oh my god, I was right, I was right. They're... Joe, Joe, come in. Are, are you okay? Fellow survivors, who I know at least at this point is Park Ranger Dave. So, hi, Dave. Sorry for being such a screaming mess. I would say of late, but. I don't really see this changing anytime soon. And I said I was a wimp, so I guess you guys know for real now. So the ghosts that I was afraid of were scarecrows. Literally. Scarecrows. I was afraid of a couple straw men. Look, I love Halloween more than the next person, but this place makes me look normal in my love of Halloween. They were decorated way too early and apparently when we uh, ran up the hill to escape the hell of high water we really didn't check the grounds and missed this greenhouse full of this of these decorated scarecrows i guess they were just getting ready to put them on the lawn for halloween month and of course the winds had destroyed this greenhouse and started blowing all these scarecrows all about and when that started to happen, and some of them started getting blown against the building, I started yelling. The others came running. Scout was ready with her axe, and Jihoon with the shotgun. And they joined me in staring out the dining room window in confusion as piles of... Well, what took us a second to realize weren't people, but looked like piles of people being blown about the lawn, but were actually Scarecrow. And then we were waiting there when some of them started getting blown against the building. And... Oh my gosh. Oh, 
And as if random scarecrows wasn't bad enough, they were decorated and they're not cute. Loose clothing, painted faces, one of them, I kid you not, had a blood red face with like these like clumps of the paint left over and oh and that that of course was the one that went smashing through the window and i of course screamed again and because that's my thing and when i was trying to avoid the darn thing i ran right into scout and something odd happened scout axe ready froze just stuck in the fighting stance her eyes were wide and staring as i bounced right into her and as another scarecrow went flying right past her the second jihan noticed she sprung into action she knocked another scarecrow out of the air as she went over to scout and she started whispering in her ear she ran her fingers along her arm and I got up from the ground after knocking into her and just stared and was absolutely no help, of course, and just expected her to snap out of it like a TV CPR patient. But nope, she didn't suddenly come back to life. Jihoon held her hand for a moment, looked her in the eye, and let her still pretty bewildered away from the window. And I was just confused. I just stood by the window, still watching these piles of scarecrows get blown about before Jihan yelled, We're packing! Once we were settled far away from the creepy castle, cozy, or as cozy as we can get in our tents, Scout and Jihan explained. Well, in a weird role reversal, mostly... Jihan explained, with Scout filling in details here or there. Jihan told me how Scout used to be a social worker. In fact, that was way more shocking than anything that followed it. The woman who jumps into any situation and tells us to fark it used to be responsible and relied on for over... Yeah, definitely over 40 hours a week, and was in the meantime trying to save people? (laughs) If I've learned anything from this experience, it's... Don't assume things about people, right? At that point, Scout jumped in, just saying how the job was stressful enough with her moving away from her family to an even more impoverished and needy part of Tennessee in order to help. And then she got a little bit tired and let Jihun finish the rest of the story, saying that one day, one of Scout's clients attacked her. Not even one of the ones that was at risk. One of the ones that had been kind and friendly to her. But something broke in him, and during one visit, he lunged at her. I'm sorry if this is hard to hear, but Scout told me that she wanted to... wanted me for to... to tell people, and she asked me because... When she doesn't think she could, and she wants if anyone to be listening to, to hear. She didn't say it, but I think a lot of her bravado comes from faking it so she can make it through. I think we're all in that place right now.
And some of us are doing it better than others. So, the man lunged at her, knocking her down and pinning her down, and she banged her head so hard she was delirious for hours and still is unsure how long he had her pinned or how long he simply let her lay there until she could take care of herself. I can see why she would have had Jihan explain instead. It was, it was hard to hear. I can't imagine what it was like to feel it. Scout even then managed to finish out with saying she quit social work after that, deciding to, with very heavy quotation marks, find herself again. And then she added, I did that Instagram quote bullshit before it was cool. But she, when she went back to Tennessee to see her family and get back to her roots, she wasn't recovering. She was just disassociating for long periods of time and that's what she was doing earlier when I bumped into her, just mentally leaving when she couldn't handle it. And when she couldn't stand them for any longer, she did something that I would expect of the scout I know now, which is start hiking the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> which explains all her equipment, like her big backpack and her utility belt and whatnot. And she said what finally got her to stop and her words mentally piecing out was finding that peace with being alone and being with nature. When Jihoon and her crossed paths in New York, she gave Jihoon a heads up about what to do if she ever started disassociating again. It was nice, though, at that point, she was like, Sorry I didn't tell you, chicken. And, you know what? It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not mad. It's, it's, it's fine that she didn't tell me. I just, I was part of why she, she peaced out and, and then all I did was stand there and, and stare at her at, I, it's just another day and another time that I'm useless. I just stood there, and before then, I was just screaming. I just, I don't even know why they keep a wimp like me around. Except for, uh, oh, uh, uh, sorry. Hi, hi, G. Oh, wow. Okay. Personal update before we get back on the road. The craziest thing just happened. And I've had a crazy 24 hours. Ji Hung overheard me talking on the last update. She was just planning to come over and tell me we were doing a patrol shift, but she overheard me and was like, You're not useless, Joe. Not that I've ever gotten the impression that Ji is a unfeeling robot, but she's so closed off and tight-lipped, and seeing her be empathetic even once recently was kind of a big deal. But here she was again. I was so shocked that I didn't even answer. So she just kept going, being like, You're not a fighter. You're not a hunter. That's okay. You're just someone we like having around. So I'm going to hold on to that. Hold on to being someone who's good to be around. I hope I'm also good to listen to. Right, Dave?
Okay, rude. Ah, you're probably busy and... Well, to Dave and everyone listening, all my fellow survivors, I hope you have good people to be around, no matter what your skills are. Catch you on the next frequency. Joe out. Thank you for listening to the After Disaster broadcast. This was written and produced by J.J. Ranvier with editing help from Paras Alexander. The voice of Joe Prendergast is J.J. Ranvier. The voice of Park Ranger Dave is Faras Alexander. The outro person is me, Caitlin Robb. Our technical engineer is Colin Vodier. This episode is dedicated to dogs. Every single one of them. Enjoyed the podcast? So did we. Subscribe to keep listening to us and leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps. In return, email us at theafterdisasterbroadcast at gmail.com that you did, and we will send you one of our rad stickers as a thank you. Not a bribe, just encouragement. To support Joe and her journey to Chicago, please check us out at patreon.com slash theafterdisasterbroadcast, where you can get bonus content for supporting us with your money. For more on the broadcast and surviving the apocalypse, check us out on Twitter at AfterDisasterBC or any media that makes you feel social in this wasteland. And now, we leave you with this. Survival tip. If you're ever hunted by wolves, call them woofs. They will find it so cute, they will leave you alone. <laughs> Trees have feelings. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> I no, I love it. I, <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> awesome. yeah. yeah. No, I think I think that was my favorite one so far. Me too. I think we finally like I, I finally was able to pitch it in a more human way, but but maintain this sort of silly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that's the take. I think that was the take. Awesome. Perfect. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for us. Yeah.